Welcome to In the Studio with Michael Card. We're excited to feature this classic edition of the program from sessions at the Mole End Studio in Franklin, Tennessee. What you'll hear now was recorded several years ago. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed, the powerful lessons from the music and conversations are timeless. Our web and email address hasn't changed, but now you can connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. We hope to hear your reactions to this classic edition of In the Studio. This is In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and this is our Resurrection Day program. Happy he is Easter, risen. Michael. He's risen, Wayne. <laughs> he is risen indeed. Yes. Uh, now, people hear this program at different times on the Internet and broadcast around stations around the country and around the world, so we don't know exactly what day this is for you, but this, we're calling this our Resurrection program. Yes, so. yes. All right. <laughs> and in the second half of the program, Michael, we're going to turn over to you for an in-studio concert set here. We've never, for us. we've never done that before, so we'll see how that goes. I'll just be off in the corner here listening. Yeah. along with everybody else. <laughs> but I'm also excited about the first half of the program today because we're going to hear you preach. Now, we don't get to hear that very often. Uh-huh, but but it's but this was a, a different setting. This isn't the normal setting. <laughs> yeah, I was there that day. Yeah. This took place in Havana, Cuba, yep. Havana. And it was a very hot day, as I remember. Oh, uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I was at the back watching and listening, and I, you, know, you were up front uh, just... Uh, preaching and sweating yeah. <laughs> it was, and our good friend Eduardo yes. was uh, was uh, translating for us he yeah was, uh, let's explain your message and then we'll talk about how Eduardo reacted as he translated but first of all okay. the message itself we're going to hear a large part of this message here in yeah. just a moment the unmiraculous miracles of Jesus you called it yeah it's a new way of looking at the miracles of Jesus we focus so much on on the miraculous but if you look closely at the gospels um, in one sense, I'm not denying that they were miracles, they, and they were they were you know incredible miracles. But if you look at the way Jesus uh, performs his miracles, he does them in a very unmiraculous way. The very first one uh, at Cana, the changing of the water into mm-hmm. wine. If you look at that closely, you'll see that most of the people didn't even know that a miracle had happened. Only the slaves knew a miracle had happened. And yet John will say that's how Jesus showed his glory, revealed his glory to his disciples in a very unmiraculous way. How about that? Uh, the feeding of the 5,000, you know, there, there's no waving of arms in the air, no calling of attention. Basically, Jesus just says the blessing mm-hmm. and says, okay, pass it out. And if, when, when you begin to get the eyes of these, for these kinds of things, the first and second miraculous catches of fish in Luke 5 and in John 21, he basically says, okay, let the nets down. Boom, you know, and that's, you know, nets full of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, in Luke 7, this, the centurion servant, that's a long-distance miracle. Jesus isn't even there when it happens. He just says, go home. Yeah. And so, so the point is um, there, there's another miracle behind the unmiraculous miracle. There's something else going on. So, uh, for example, uh, I think the, the sermon starts with... Uh, the raising of Lazarus, which is, again, and that, that's a more miraculous one because Jesus actually shouts something, but I think he has to shout it sort of to get Lazarus to hear it. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have to shout anything. But but the, the real miracle, and this is how I start the sermon, uh, the real miracle is the tears of Jesus. If you think about it, 
certainly raising someone who'd been dead for four days is an incredible miracle. Pretty spectacular. But how much more miraculous is the fact that God himself has entered into our human situation to the degree that he weeps when Mary weeps? You know, this kind of ties something together for me. I've been reading in the Gospels about uh, the miracles of Jesus, and very often he would say, don't go tell anybody what just happened. Yeah, you know, that's and, very good. And, and yeah. it, it causes you to kind of scratch your head, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, very good. Well, I, I think part of that it displays the fact that Jesus isn't about miracles. Hmm. You know, he'll, he'll you know, raise the little girl from the dead and he'll say, strictly warn everybody, don't tell that you saw this. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been some very, the Germans had this idea, the messianic secret that Jesus was keeping his messiahship a secret, which hmm. I think is ridiculous. But I think what he was doing was he was trying to let them know that his coming was not just about miracles. Yeah, look beyond the surface. Yeah, and in American Christian culture, uh, there's such a focus on miracles. Oh, can you imagine how we'd play it today? Oh, my goodness. Well, and, and there are certain groups that do play, you know, make a miracle out of everything. But but I think Jesus wants to see, because he says, greater you're going to do greater things mm-hmm. than these, he says that? to the disciples. And I think what we have to realize is that the, the, the transformation of someone's heart to the degree that they'll enter into the sufferings of other people the way Jesus did, that's, that's the real miracle. We're going to hear this message as it was recorded in Havana, Cuba, when you and I were there a couple of years ago. In English and Spanish. Yes, and it's called The Unmiraculous Miracles of Jesus. Now, one more word about this before we play the tape. Okay. A very powerful moment. You'll hear it, although you won't be able to see it on the radio here. We want you to know what's going on. Well, and and this is, I think, of of our trips together, Joe and Wayne, this is one of my most powerful memories because Eduardo doesn't know the sermon, and he's basically just cold, uh, interpreting, Mm -hmm. you know, cold. And so when I got to the the big conclusion of the sermon, he didn't know it was coming. Hmm. And he heard me say it. And he broke broke down into tears. And so what you'll hear yeah. on... Uh, you'll, you'll hear, hear some him, pauses, yeah. and then you'll hear some tears. You'll hear the sound of him weeping. Dear brother. And you need to know that this is an, an, an older uh, pastor there in Cuba who has just an amazing heart. And he's the kind of guy that when he heard, when he heard the truth of it, uh, you know, he just, he just wept. Let's go back now. Havana, Cuba. Here's Michael. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. Estaba entonces enfermo uno llamado Lázaro. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. De Betania, la aldea de María y de Marta, su hermana. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. María, cuyo hermano Lázaro estaba enfermo y fue la que ungió al Señor con perfume y le enjugó los pies con sus cabellos. Now that hasn't happened yet in the story. Todavía esto no ha ocurrido en la historia. But John knows that we know. Pero ya Juan sabe que nosotros sabemos que esa historia ocurrió. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Enviaron pues las hermanas para decir a Jesús, Señor, he aquí el que amas está enfermo. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. Oyéndolo, Jesús dijo, esta enfermedad no es para muerte. No, it is for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. Sino para la gloria de Dios, para que el Hijo de Dios sea glorificado por ella. This is what Jesus always said in the face of death and disease. Esto es siempre lo que Cristo dice delante de la muerte y la enfermedad. It's an opportunity for God's glory es to be shown. Es una oportunidad que le muestra o le brinda a Dios la gloria. I think as, he, as we walked around and looked at the damage from the hurricane, Así que si usted se vuelve a su alrededor y ve los daños que el huracán ha traído, Jesus would have said the same thing. Cristo le hubiera dicho, esto es para que Dios manifieste su gloria. 
Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Amaba Jesús a Marta y a su hermana y but, a Lázaro. But when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Pero cuando yo que estaba enfermo se quedó dos días más en el lugar donde estaba. What's wrong with Jesus? ¿Qué pasa con Jesús en esta ocasión? His friend is sick. Su amigo está enfermo. Why doesn't he run to heal him? ¿Por qué no corre él para sanarle? We'll find out. Vamos a descubrirlo. Then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. Luego, después de esto, dijo a los discípulos, vamos a Judea otra vez. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back there? Los discípulos dijeron, los rabí, ahora procuraban los judíos apedrearte y otra vez vas allí. Go down to verse 11. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. En el 11 dice, dicho esto, los dos les dijo después, nuestro amigo Lázaro duerme, mas voy para despertarle. But I'm going there to wake him up. Voy para despertarle. Have you noticed that Jesus always refers to death as sleep? ¿Se dan cuenta que Cristo siempre se refería a la muerte como un sueño? And that no one ever understands what he's talking about? Y nadie entendía lo que él decía. When the little girl has died and Jesus comes to raise her from the dead, he tells the mourners, oh, she's only asleep. Cuando aquella niña estaba en su lecho de muerte, él llegó y le dijo, ella solamente duerme. And they laugh. Y la gente se rió de Jesús. Here he tells his disciples, oh, Lazarus is only asleep. Pero ahora él le dice a sus discípulos, Lázaro solamente duerme. In Jesus, death has lost its power. Perdón, once again. In Jesus, death has lost its power. Delante de Jesús, la muerte pierde su poder. Death is only a sleep that, es un sueño. that Jesus will someday wake us from. Es un sueño del cual Jesús algún día nos habrá de despertar. Amen. Verse 12, his disciples don't understand. En el verso 12 dice que sus discípulos no entendían. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Señor, si duerme, sanará, le dijeron. Jesus had been speaking about his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. Pero Jesús decía esto de la muerte de Lázaro, y ellos pensaron que hablaba del reposar del sueño. Let's skip down to verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. En el versículo 17 dice, vino pues Jesús y halló que hacía ya cuatro días que Lázaro estaba en el sepulcro. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Bethania estaba cerca de Jerusalén, como a 15 estadios, y muchos de los judíos habían venido a Marta y a María para consolarlas por su hermano. But when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Entonces Marta, cuando yo que Jesús venía, salió a encontrarle, pero María se quedó en casa. Lord, Martha said, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. Y Marta dijo a Jesús, Señor, si hubieses estado aquí, mi hermano no habría muerto. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Mas también sé, ahora, que todo lo que pidas a Dios, Dios te lo dará. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Jesús le dijo, tu hermano resucitará. Martha answered, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Entonces Marta dijo, yo sé que resucitará en el día de la resurrección postrera. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection Entonces, and the life. Jesús le dijo, yo soy la resurrección y la vida. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. El que cree en mí. Aunque esté muerto, vivirá. 
And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Y todo aquel que vive y cree en mí no morirá eternamente. Do you believe this? ¿Crees esto? Do you believe this? ¿Creen ustedes esto? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. En el 32 dice, María, cuando llegó a donde estaba Jesús al verle, se postró a sus pies diciéndole, Señor, si hubieses estado aquí, no habría muerto mi hermano. Martha and Mary say exactly the same words. Tanto Marta como María dijeron exactamente lo mismo. Except one of them is on her knees. Pero eh, hay una sola diferencia. Una de ellas estaba a sus pies. And one isn't. Y la otra no. The one who is on her knees causes Jesus to weep. Aquella que estaba postrada a sus pies hizo que Jesús llorara. Lord, if you had been here. Señor, si hubieses estado aquí. What is behind that statement? ¿Qué es lo que hay detrás de esa declaración? If Jesus had been there, he could have healed Lazarus. Querría decir, si Cristo hubiera estado allí, él podría haber sanado a Lázaro. Everyone believes that he's a healer. Todo el mundo creía que él era un sanador. But no one, no one thought he could raise someone from the dead. Pero nadie creía que él podía levantar a un muerto del sepulcro. That's impossible. Eso es algo imposible. Especially when you've been in the grave for four days. Especialmente si usted lleva en el sepulcro cuatro días. We'll see this in the resurrection. Vamos a ver esto en la resurrección. No one expects Jesus to rise from the dead. Pero nadie esperaba que Jesús resucitara un muerto. The women come to the tomb to anoint a dead body. Recuerden que las mujeres vinieron a la tumba de Jesús para ungir a un cuerpo muerto. When they see the stones rolled away, do they say, "Oh, Jesus is risen"? Y cuando ellos vieron que la puerta estaba quitada, dijeron ellos, "Ah, Cristo resucitó." No, they say someone stole the body. No, lo que dijeron, alguien se robó su cuerpo. Peter and John run to the tomb. Peter looks into the empty tomb. Y cuando Pedro y Juan corrieron a la tumba, fue Pedro quien entró a la tumba vacía. And walks away wondering to himself what had happened. Y salió preguntándose a sí mismo qué ha ocurrido aquí. No one expected Jesus to rise from the dead. No one. Nadie esperaba que Jesús levantara un muerto del sepulcro. And no one believed that he could raise someone from the dead. Y tampoco nadie quería, cre creía que él podía levantar a alguien de la muerte. This is the miracle in the Gospel of John that leads to Jesus' crucifixion. Este es el milagro de Juan en que recuerda el libro de Juan que nos habla de la crucifixión de Cristo. Because he gave life to his best friend. Por cuanto él le dio vida a su mejor amigo. The authorities decided he must die. Las autoridades decidieron que él tendría que morir. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit. Jesús entonces al verla llorando y a los judíos que la acompañaban también llorando se estremeció en espíritu y se conmovió. Where have you laid him? He asked. Y dijo, ¿dónde le pusisteis? Come and see, Lord, they replied. Le dijeron, Señor, ven y ve. Jesus wept. Y Jesús lloró. I'm not going to read the rest of the story. No les voy a leer el resto de esta historia. Because I think verse 35 is the greater miracle. Porque creo que este versículo 35 es el mayor milagro de esta porción. To raise some from, someone from the dead is es estupendo. 
que alguien haya sido resucitado de la muerte es algo estupendo. The greatest miracle Jesus ever performed. Es el milagro más grande que Cristo había realizado hasta entonces. And I understand this. Y yo lo comprendo. But I believe there is more going on than the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Pero creo que hay mucho más allá de lo que simplemente es la resurrección de Lázaro de la muerte. The greater miracle is that Jesus wept. El mayor milagro es que Jesús lloró. God didn't come to wave the magic wand and make all the disease go away. Él no vino con un arte mágica a hacer que todo se solucionara. He heals when he chooses. Él sanaba a lo que escogía sanar. The greater miracle is that Jesus enters into our suffering. El mayor milagro es que Cristo fue capaz de entrar en el dolor humano. The greater miracle is that when you're sick, when I'm sick, when your loved one dies, when my loved one dies. El mayor milagro es cuando tú estás enfermo, cuando tú lloras por alguien que has perdido. Jesus loves us so much. Cristo nos ama de tal manera that he weeps. Que él también llora. And that's a miracle. Y ese es un milagro. One more story. Una más. I promise. Les prometo esto. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the others leaders also mocked Jesus. Los sacerdotes que estaban conduciendo al pueblo, los maestros de religión, de la ley, y los otros líderes del pueblo también se burlaban de Jesús. He saved others, they scoffed. Decían, salvó a otros. But he can't save himself. Pero él no puede salvarse a sí mismo. So he is the king of Israel, is he? ¿Será este el rey de Israel? Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. Si lo es, que descienda de la cruz y creeremos en él. He trusted God, let God show his approval by delivering him. Confió en Dios, que Dios muestre su aprobación librándolo ahora. For he said, I am the son of God. Porque él dijo, yo soy el hijo de Dios. And the criminals who were crucified with him also shouted the same insults at him. Y los criminales que estaban crucificados con él también se burlaban de la misma manera. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. A la hora de mediodía, las tinieblas llenaron la tierra. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice. Hasta las tres de la tarde, y entonces a esa hora Jesús clamó y dijo, Eli, Eli. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As Jesus does the horrific crucifixion dance, y cuando Cristo estaba realizando esta, este acto de crucifixión final, do you not really know how crucifixion works? ¿Ustedes saben realmente cómo es que se produce la crucifixión? It is death by exhaustion. Es una muerte que se sufre a través del de agotamiento total. A nail was driven through the ankle bones. Había un clavo que estaba atravesando su tobillo. The only archaeological evidence we have of crucifixion are two ankle bones with a nail through them. La única evidencia arqueológica que tenemos de la crucifixión es son dos tobillos atravesados por un clavo. And then nails were driven through the hands. Y también sus manos habían sido atravesadas por clavos. And this is how crucifixion works. Y esa es la forma en que se realiza la crucifixión. You must push up on the nail in your feet to get a breath. 
tienes que apoyarte en esas y esos clavos de tus tobillos para evitar descolgarte. You do that until you can stand the pain no longer. Lo tienes que hacer por tanto tiempo hasta que no puedes soportar más el dolor. And then you fall down to the nails in your hands. Entonces cuando ya no puedes soportar, te descuelgas y entonces quedas colgado de tus clavos en las manos. You go, you move up and down. Te subes y te bajas cuando no puedes resistirte. Up to get a gasping breath. Te subes para tratar de respirar. And then down to the nails in your hands. Y entonces desfalleces y cuelgas de las manos clavadas. It was a horrific way to die. Era una manera horrífica de morir. It, it, it lets you understand why all of the phrases of Jesus from the cross are short gasping phrases. Quiero que se den cuenta que todas las frases que pronunció Jesús en la cruz eran frases cortas. He must push up and with the last breath say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Parece que como se tomó un nuevo respiro y con esa respiración dijo, Dios mío, Dios mío, ¿por qué me has abandonado? And then he falls back down. Y entonces volvió a caer. He pushes up again and says, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Nuevamente respira y dice, Padre, perdónalos porque no saben lo que hacen. And then he falls back down again. Y entonces volvó a quedarse colgado de sus manos. And finally he pushes up and says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Y por fin, levantándose nuevamente en el último respiro, dijo, en tus manos encomiendo mi espíritu. And he dismisses his spirit. Y entregó su espíritu. It was a horrible way to die. Era una forma horrible de morir. This is going to be difficult for you to hear. Sé que es difícil incluso para oír esta historia. But trust me. Pero créanme. When we look at the cross, cuando miramos a la cruz, What's the miracle? ¿Cuál es el milagro que vemos? The miracle is that there is no miracle. El milagro es que no hay ningún milagro. No angels come and rescue Jesus ningún from the cross. Ángel vino. He dies. The miracle of the cross is that there was no miracle. Sorry. El milagro de la cruz es que no vino ningún ángel. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Se humilló a sí mismo y fue obediente hasta la muerte y muerte de cruz. The unmiraculous miracles of Jesus. Oh Dios. Aquel que hizo tantos milagros por otro no se libró a sí mismo, amado. Entregó su muerte en la cruz en obediencia por ti y por mí. My brother's tears are a miracle. Las lágrimas de mi hermano también son un milagro. He has heard this story a thousand times. He escuchado esta historia miles de veces. And so have I, and so have you. Como también yo y ustedes. It's an amazing truth. Es una verdad. Jesus did not come to give us miracles. Cristo no vino a darnos milagros. He came to give us himself. Vino a entregarse a sí mismo. Would you receive him? Would you, would you ask God for the eyes to see those kinds of miracles? 
Dame los ojos que yo pueda ver estos milagros que Jesús hace a diario. The miracle of his presence in your heart and life. El milagro de su presencia en tu vida, en tu corazón cada día. He is Emmanuel. Él es Emmanuel. The God who is with us. Dios con nosotros. Amen. Amen. A sign shall be given. A virgin will conceive. A human baby bearing undiminished deity. The glory of the nations, a light for all to see, and hope for all who will embrace his warm reality. Sing together, ready?
Emmanuel, recorded at a performance in Waukegan, Illinois, with a choir under the direction of Marilyn Walters. And we've had an incredible time hearing the Word of God already today in the studio with Michael Card. We hope you'll take a moment and let us hear your thoughts about today's session at inthestudio@michaelcard.com. To continue our celebration of our Lord's death and resurrection, we're going to do something new. Get ready for our Mole-In concert set. Scott Brazier has set up his keyboard, and together with Michael, we'll be led in worship. So stay with us as In the Studio with Michael Card continues after these messages. There's a new edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. Join us for a session that highlights Michael's teaching from the book of Job. You'll get to meet Lauren Kosky, who oversees our social media outreach. And then Dr. Bob Bakke tells about the plans for the upcoming National Day of Prayer. Great teaching, conversation, and as always, Michael's music that ties the hour together. Look for this current post and tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe at iTunes or Google Play. Welcome back into the studio with Michael Card. This Resurrection Weekend, our program for this half hour will be devoted to Easter meditations with music from Michael Card and Scott Brazier, who's joined Michael here in the studio. Come to the table and savor the sight, the wine and the bread that was broken, and all have been welcomed to come if they might accept as their own these two tokens the bread is his body the wine is the blood and the one who provides them is true he freely offers we freely receive to accept and believe him is all we must do come to the table and taste of the glory and savor the sorrow he's dying tomorrow the hand that is breaking the bread soon will be broken and here at the table sit those who have loved him one is a traitor and one will deny though he's lived his life for them all and for all Come to the table, he's prepared for you The bread of forgiveness, the wine of release Come to the table and sit down beside him The Savior wants you to join in the feast Come to the table and see in his eyes the love that the Father has spoken. And know you are welcome, whatever your crime, though every commandment you've broken. For he's come to love you and not to condemn, and he offers a pardon of peace. If you'll come to the table, you'll feel in your heart the greatest forgiveness the greatest release. Come to the table and taste of the glory and savor the sorrow. He's dying tomorrow. The hand that is breaking the bread soon will be broken. 
table, said those who have loved him. One is a traitor, and one will deny, though he's lived his life for them all, and for all be crucified. Come to the table, he's prepared for you, the bread of forgiveness, the wine of release. Come to the table and sit down beside him, the Savior wants you to join him.
It's an awful lot to take in, isn't it, Wayne? From the upper room to the garden. Um, that that extravagant invitation to uh, to share meal fellowship. Jesus will go so far as to say, uh, you know, I have, you have no idea how I've longed to share this meal with you. And and then the long walk that we have, we have in the Gospel of John, the long walk and that long discussion after the meal as they make their way to the garden. And then uh, Jesus' statement, uh, I'm so sorrowful I'm about to die. So just stay with me. Stay with me, Peter, James, and John. Uh, so it really is, it's unimaginable, but we're going to do the best we can to to look at the scriptures. And, and uh, it's great to have you with us, Scott, over on the keyboard. Uh, First time we've had the synthesizer in the studio yeah, with us. So, yeah. Scott, you're breaking new ground here on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, now we're going to... Um, we're going to jump ahead, uh, really, to um, the resurrection. Um, we're going to look at um, uh, one of the most interesting mysteries to me of the whole uh, experience for Jesus, and that is after the resurrection, uh, the fact that his body still bears uh, those scars. John, uh, I think, talks about that. Yes, he does in John chapter 20. Michael, you'll sing Known by the Scars in a moment, right? All right. This is uh, beginning at verse 19 and selected verses. That evening, on the first day of the week, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he held out his hands for them to see, and he showed them his side. They were filled with joy when they saw their Lord. In verse 24, one of the disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. He said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. And John doesn't tell us that then Thomas took his finger and stuck it into the wound and and saw the wound in his side. Uh, And I'm fairly convinced that he didn't. I think Jesus... Uh, speaking to him, and and um, and I love the language. Actually, and literally in Greek, Jesus says to Thomas, "Thomas, bring your finger over here." <laughs> and uh, and I don't think uh, I don't think it took that for Thomas. I think he heard his voice and he saw those wounds, and he just responds, "My Lord and my God," because perhaps he realized at that moment what what you and I need to realize, and that is that those wounds are there for us. We we are the ones that that uh, cost those uh, yeah. those wounds. And the reality that he did rise from the dead. Those were mortal wounds. They're, they were. And uh, and another thing he will do uh, after the resurrection is he'll eat a piece of fish in front of them to show that he is, you know, it's a bodily resurrection. And he'll say, come, uh, touch and feel me, uh, flesh and bone, not not like a ghost. Mm. Because at first maybe they thought that's, that was what they were seeing. Mm. No, it is a bodily resurrection. So to his disciples, he's known by his scars. Yeah, and to us uh, as well. And and the great application is that you and I are called not to be known by our degrees or by our accomplishments, but we are to be known by the scars that we have incurred from faithfully following him. 
cried as she held heaven in her arms For the shadow of the scars she saw was clear As her own bewildered baby lay weeping for the world Whose frightened tears would free us all from fear The marks of that that God you never to erase
Throughout your life, you felt the weight of what you'd come to give. To drink for us that crimson cup, so we might really live. At last, the time to love and die, the dark appointed day. That one forsaken moment when your father turned his face away. Crucified arose, the one who lived and died for me was Satan's nail-pierced casualty. Now he's breathing once again. Love crucified arose, and the grave became a place of hope for the heart that sin and sorrow broke is beating once again. The message of Easter, love, crucified, arose. Mm. Michael Card and Michael, thank you. And thanks to Scott here in the studio. There's going to be one more song in just a moment, but that is, that's the Easter message. Yeah. And I, I think every, every Easter I struggle with this and, and it's, it's good uh, that I struggle um, because what are you supposed to do? What do you do in the face of that mm. uh, kind of a sacrifice? Uh, God giving his own son. Uh, when he, he didn't have to, he was not obliged to, just because of his great love for us and his desire uh, to be with us, to walk with us, to be our God. When we were dead in trespasses and sins, right. we were as far away from him as we could possibly yeah. be. And before we ever loved him, he loved us and, and sent his only son for us. And so, you know, what, you know, what are you going to do if, if you're a follower of Jesus? I mean, what, what are you going to do with your life? Because I think every day is a day to recommit and decide uh, all over again, you know, that I love this man, and uh, he he alone is worthy to give give my life to. And if you're a person who, who doesn't know him, who's never said yes to this crucified one, this resurrected living one, uh, what better time than this very moment? I mean, uh, the, the time is now. This is the moment that God has given to you to say yes uh, to Jesus and to begin uh, a new life and a new walk and a new hope. And uh, I can't think of anything, <laughs> any any better way to honor him and to honor that sacrifice than to give your life to him. But I think this has happened to all of us that we do that and then we slip, pride sure. comes in of or course. something else happens and we neglect. Uh, of course. So great is salvation as the, as the word says. Of course, but that is not to uh, negate that original decision and for those people who are always sort of you know trying to get saved over and over again uh you don't you don't need that he it's once and for all that sacrifice was given you say yes to him once and for all and and yes there's going to be a struggle and there are going to be seasons it's going to be winter and spring uh, for the rest of your life but you know this moment is the only moment you have to act in and so what are you going to do with this moment yeah what i mean there is it, it doesn't disqualify us no it doesn't we Be- get back up again and serve him all over again Absol- recommit ourselves to absolutely him. and and i think we we read the passage from thomas i mean thomas definitely thought you know this has all been for nothing i'm there's no way i'm believing this unless i see some proof mm-hmm. and so uh jesus has a wonderful blessing uh for those who haven't seen and yet still believe and that's the blessing that all of us, you and I, Wayne, are under that blessing. 
Well, here in the studio with Scott Brazier and Michael Carr, you are going to do one more song for yeah. us here in our Easter weekend time. May I read some words of Paul sure. as you do this next song? See if this fits in with what you're thinking to sing for us, Michael. We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so that you will have all the patience and endurance you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father who has enabled you to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, mm. and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has purchased our freedom with his blood and has forgiven all our sins. Mm. That's a wonderful, wonderful word. Well, this song is for um, everyone listening, for um, those who have said yes to Jesus and and to those who have not yet said yes to him. This is a song of uh, looking at that cross and trying to decide what you're going to do with it. It's called, uh, I Will Not Walk Away. search for you and wonder why. Though I cause you so much agony, you refuse to walk away from me. Don't read me pointless poems, friend. Don't diagnose, don't condescend. Though it may seem right to disagree, I need someone who weep with me. I made the man of sorrows sorry By all my foolish lies I drove the nails, I raised the cross I was the reason that he died So I may kick and I may scream Say many things I do not mean Hold blindly to what is not true, but I will not walk away from you. Lord Jesus, crucified, suffering, resurrected, glorified one, scarred one, but living one. We thank you for your sacrifice. We 
praise you that you would have given so much for us and we ask you would show us how to spend our lives for you. In your name, amen. Amen. What a memorable time of teaching and music as we've celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sad to say that we've come to the end of this session in the studio with Michael Card, but if you have a reaction to what has been presented today, then please get in touch with us. Send your comments as well as your prayer requests and Bible questions to in the studio at michaelcard.com. Through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on with this broadcast and much more at michaelcard.com. Now, if you missed any part of today's program, then visit our online radio archive or find out more about how you can access the program podcast. Another way to stay connected with the program is through our e-devotional. Each week, Michael has prepared scripture and thoughts that coincide with this broadcast. Information about this helpful reminder and a complete listing of Michael's music and books can be found online at michaelcard.com. This radio outreach is now part of the RBC family of ministries. We hope you'll follow the link to RBC and find the great resources and devotionals that will enrich your study of God's Word. You can find the way to these extensive web tools through the link at michaelcard.com. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Card. In the Studio with Michael Card is produced in cooperation with RBC Ministries and the Moody Broadcasting Network.